The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist. Hi, everybody. I'm Madeline Hewitt. And I'm Jeannie, and we're so glad to have you on our show for another week here. And we're just wondering if anybody has been sharing the radio show with your friends and with your family, and we're working hard to increase our listenership. We would like to continue the show and continue to bring this really helpful, useful information out to you and to your coworkers and friends and family. And so what we're asking is if everybody who's listening, if you can let other people know about about um, either getting on live to the radio show or going to the links and clicking on the archived ones. And one place where you can find the archived radio shows is if you go to um, one of the places is our website, studiotimeout.com. And if you look on the homepage, there's a button right there to get you connected right into the radio show. And we would just love to have more and more people getting this information. We think it's so important that people here in this country, but really all of the countries of the world, get this good information and start to improve your lifestyles and improve your health. And last week we were talking about Tabata exercise, and we're we're talking about ditching the steady state cardio. And this all goes into the biggest topic of six steps to stubborn fat loss that we've been talking about. And that was actually our second step. And we started with changing your mindset about what you think about fat loss. And then we moved into ditching the cardio. And today we're going to be moving on and talking about detoxification and what that has to do with fat loss or stubborn fat loss. But before we move into detoxification, we'd like to go back to the other part of Tabata. And we we talked about Tabata being the high-intensity interval exercise where you would, for instance, do 20 seconds. I didn't say 20 minutes. It's 20 seconds of some sort of high-intensity exercise and then you rest for 10 seconds. And then you repeat that whole cycle times eight, and that totals four minutes. And what we're recommending is that people start doing that. That that four minutes would be called a Tabata. And even by doing one Tabata for four minutes every day, and we suggest doing that first thing in the morning, you can even get up and just do that right in your pajamas. You could even do it barefoot. You don't need to be going places or getting any sort of equipment. Now, if you have equipment, that's great and you can use that, but there's no need to have to use equipment to do Tabatas. So we like to really put this out for everybody everybody because one, 
It's super effective and it will absolutely change your life if you start doing Tabatas. And two, this is something that's doable for every single person. So if you say, I don't really have any money to spend, well, you don't need to have any. And if you don't have any gym equipment, you don't need to have any of that. And it's also portable. If you say, well, I really can't do that because I travel all the time. You can actually do this in your hotel room. And if you are kind of brave, you could really even do that in the airport. So we want to hear from anybody who's ever tried doing their Tabata in the airport and what that was like for you. Now, Tabata is going to be one way. And we brought up Tabata for stubborn fat loss because Tabata seriously boosts your growth hormone. And we've been talking about that the way to help your body become an efficient fat burner is going to be to change your hormone status. And remember, we're talking about insulin and cortisol and testosterone, estradiol, and a number of your other hormones. We're not just only talking about sex hormones here. We're talking about the stress hormones and the hormones that either save fat or burn fat or they save muscle or burn muscle. If those ones are all tilted in the wrong direction, then no matter what kind of diet program you go on, it's likely that it's not going to work super well for you. So for instance, there's all, if you go to the bookstore, you go online and look for some sort of diet books, there's all kinds of things that people can find out there now on the South Beach diet or the paleo diet or the grapefruit and tea diet. There's all kinds of diets that people can go on. But what you find is that if you're not doing something that's going to alter the way that your hormones are, then that diet isn't going to be beneficial for you. So that's what we're talking about in these these six weeks of the six steps to stubborn fat loss. We're talking about looking at the underlying condition of your body. And so some of what that means is not thinking that losing fat, that's going to be different from health problems. And so we find that a lot of people here in our studio, we run nutrition classes and we talk to lots and lots of people in the studio and we suggest, hey, you know, we really suggest that maybe you would maybe want to do the nutrition series here in the studio. And these would be people that are coming to the exercise classes and we can see uh, that they maybe aren't enjoying the best of health. There's a lot of different clues to that and we can see it and we know that you can probably see that on people too. And it it looks many different ways. And a lot of people might think that that just looks like somebody is overweight. But it's really, that would be maybe one symptom. Somebody is overweight or maybe somebody actually looks like they're kind of a smaller person, but they look like they're puffy or their skin doesn't look very good at all. It looks maybe red or maybe it's broken out or it's kind of rashy or the person looks way older than they should for their age. Or sometimes when they come to classes, I see them come regularly and they look just exhausted and like they can never actually work out very hard and everything just looks so difficult for them, but not in a positive way, like they're just getting an intense workout. Yeah, I know what you mean. And people listening might be thinking, oh yeah, that would be old people coming to the class. But actually, these are people in their 20s that Mm -hmm. I see on a regular basis that come in and they're not even lifting heavy weights. And if it's something like a, oh, some some other sort of class, you can see, oh, they're not. It's they're not getting tired out because they're working really intensely. They just get tired out almost walking across the floor, getting their mat set up. 
and then they keep taking breaks and kind of bending forward or they lean on the bar and then they walk out of the class just feeling really tired. And so, they can even continue in that class for months or years and it never improves. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean because it, it is actually years. Mm-hmm. And those people often are the ones that are choosing to do cardio. Like if if it might be an aerobics class or a step class, and that's because they think that, well, if I just burn more calories, I just need to exercise more, then it will finally happen for me. And when you look at them, you just can kind of see that they're not fueling their bodies properly and their energy systems just really aren't where they need to be. And that's a direct function of what their hormones are doing. So those would be some examples. Other examples that we see just day in and day out in teaching the exercise classes is it's rampant how people cannot focus and cannot pay attention. And that won't only be in the exercise class, but it will be when you're having conversations with them. And maybe you know of people in your life like that where you're Maybe it's even your coworkers or your boss or maybe people that you manage or it could be your neighbors or your kids when you're just having a simple conversation with somebody and there's a couple things. Either they can't stay on that line of thinking and they keep changing the subject and they just can't stay on track or they just lose interest and they start yawning and getting really tired or they just really seem like you've said something and then they, it's like they didn't even hear what you said over and over and over. These are examples of people that have really, really poor mental focus. We have a woman who has been coming to classes here for many years, and she is one of these people that definitely has trouble focusing, and she's always picking up the wrong equipment or going the wrong direction and and never really looking at the instructor. And she actually changed her diet for a very short period of time and we all saw an improvement in her ability to focus. And then she kind of fell out of what she was working on with her food. Yeah, and, she started and, eating sugar again. Yeah, and gluten. And then one day I just said her name. I said, blah, blah, blah. What What are you doing? And she goes, oh, oh, I ate an English muffin two days ago and I just can't focus at all. And I just go, yeah, you know, that really affects your brain, doesn't it? And she goes, oh, my gosh. And she's just all panicky and frazzled. And and that was even days ago that she had that. So imagine if, if people are having things like that on, you know, a mealy basis, multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Exactly. And why we're bringing up all of this, we're not trying to complain about people. It kind of sounds like that. But what we're doing is pointing out that these are actually health problems of poor focus and depression, anxiety, um, skin that's broken out, or people that are aging faster. And all of those are actually health problems. And those would be problems that you can just see by looking at somebody. And then you would see If you happen to look deeper, like if you could do people's lab values or if you ask some further questions and find out, oh my gosh, you're actually on antipsychotics and sleeping pills and anti-anxiety drugs and antidepressants and then this other person is also on statins and then they've got high blood pressure and they're on two or three of those medications. Now we have other people who are having arrhythmias and 
they're on the medications to stabilize their heart rhythms. And then lots of lots of other people are on osteoporosis medications because they have poor density, bone density problems. And you go, those are things that you can't really see, the high blood pressure and the bone density problems. But when you end up talking to people and finding out how many people are taking medications for these things, you see, wow, you know, everywhere I look, I see people with these health problems. And why we're bringing this up today is because we're talking about stubborn fat loss. And we want to make it really, really clear that stubborn fat loss really is not something that's going to be different from these health problems, that everything is combined together and everything has everything to do with everything else. And so if you think about the trillions of cells that you have in your body, they all communicate with one another all the time. There isn't cells, there aren't cells in your body that they're sitting there in isolation, just doing their own thing. And then you can alter some other cells, like say these other cells in your fingers. That's not going to have anything to do with your cells in your gut or the cells in your brain. We have to understand that the cells are all working together and communicating. And it's it's cells of everything, including your fascia. And that fascia is something also that's that's very, very interesting. We often think that everything in our body with exercise has to do with muscles. But in fact, we have all of this web-like substance, a little bit like spider webs that's covering every single cell in our body and then every single um, like a muscle bundle or cell bundles. And then it's also covering organs. So it's really all over. It's ubiquitous in your entire body. And if you took out all of your bones and took your blood out and took your lymph out and took all of that out and all you're left with is only the fascia in your body and you take your skin off too, you'd actually have an exact replica of a person standing there. So it's just amazing. It is really amazing. amazing. It's And what's so amazing about it is, number one, that it's everywhere in your body. And two, that people really don't think about fascia or talk about fascia so much. When fascia, the big deal about the fascia is it, it is cells, actually. And the fascia communicate with everything else in your body. And so I'm bringing it up to point out that your body acts as a big unit. It's not in isolation. So you wouldn't say, well, I have high blood pressure. That has nothing to do with why I can't lose weight or why I can't get a good body composition. It does actually have something to do with it. Or if you say, you know, my triglycerides are high. Well, that has something to do with it. Well, and then you might say, well, I have thyroid problems. Well, that's going to have something to do with every single thing in your body. And why I'm bringing this up is because the more that we can learn about how our bodies work and the physiology of our bodies, that's going to not only improve and reverse and eliminate these health problems that so many people are dealing with, but it's also going to dramatically make easier anybody who's interested in fat loss. It's going to suddenly make it so that it's not such a difficult thing for you, not something that you have to struggle with day in and day out, because underlying fat loss is actually getting your body to work how it should be working in the first place. Wow. So you're, so you're really saying when you're addressing um, why a person isn't feeling good if or if they have any health concerns and you address that, then the fat loss is going to occur. Absolutely. More naturally. It it does. It occur it does occur. It does occur naturally. And I'm gonna point out that it usually doesn't occur rapidly, such as somebody that says, 
I have a cruise in two weeks and I need to lose 20 pounds. Okay, this isn't going to be the method for you. That's, this isn't going to, this isn't going to result in rapid fat loss, but what this is going to result in is permanent fat loss and an improvement in somebody's body composition, meaning that they have plenty of muscle on their body, the amount of muscle that your body should have, and you've got a body fat percentage that's going to be healthy for you at your age and, and your sex, a healthy, healthy body composition that we're all striving for. Knowing that when you have a healthy body composition, including the amount of water that's inside and outside of your cells, that's going to also help your whole body work better. So you can go, well, which one comes first, getting the healthy body composition or getting your body healthy? Well, actually, there isn't one that comes first. It all comes at the same time. So that's why we say we really need to focus on all of this. There's not going to be a diet that says, you know, if you just eat boxed pizzas and processed foods, but it's nice and low calorie, then you're going to have a great body composition and you're going to have good health. That's just not going to happen for people. Now, would somebody maybe lose weight? Oh, absolutely, because you probably could get a little boxed pizza and drink some diet pop and maybe somebody is going to lose some weight but it's not going to be permanent and they're not going to end up actually being a good fat burner where they're going to be supported in having a good body composition for the rest of their life and they probably won't feel good either no they're not going to feel good from eating that then so the feel good turns into that loss of brain focus Mm -hmm. and cloudy thinking And, you know, more and more, we just see that this is just so amazingly rampant for people. And when you think, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy organic food because it's expensive, you know, that I look at my grocery bill and boy, it's just through the roof that organic food is too expensive. But I'd like to ask you how many people go to work and you can't focus all day or actually get anything done or be productive. And then you're not going to be the one that's promoted. You're not going to be the one starting your own business. You're not going to be the one doing extra work on the side and actually making way, way, way more money than it's going to cost to eat organic food. So we can think that this issue of cost can actually trans- transfer right into if you improve your brain focus. Most people have a highly productive life and can start to really achieve things and get what they want out of life, including making more money. And then that money ends up paying for the extra nutrition that you need. Well, it looks like it's just about time for our break. So we want to just remind you one more time, if you're listening live, find somebody else and have them start listening as well. Or pass on the replay. Let, it, let them know what the website is, studiotimeout.com, and they can find the shows themselves. Um, when we get back, we'll continue with our talk. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. 
Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the Cancer Coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Hello, welcome back to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy, and I'm here along with Madeline and Jeannie. And today we are taking callers during this second segment. So if you'd like to call in, comment on what we're talking about today, or if you have a question, call us at one 472 5792 yeah, and we were talking also about if you happen to go to the website, the studiotimeout.com website, and on the home page there, click on that button. You'll be asked to enter your email, and that's that's not so that we can sell your email or start sending spam and anything like that. We're collecting people's emails so that um, soon we can notify you of upcoming nutrition classes that we're going to be holding either via webinar or online video. And so this would just be another great reason to let your friends know about the radio show. And anybody who isn't in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area here, we're going to be opening up our nutrition classes throughout the country and worldwide for people to sign up for those at your own convenience. And so if you'd like to have notifications on when those are coming out and how that would work, that's what we would actually be using the email for. So um, we just encourage you to go there and sign up and everything is going to be great. And uh, we're moving into speaking about detoxification at this point. And so this is going to be uh, another great topic in terms of stubborn fat loss. You might be wondering, what does detoxification have to do with stubborn fat loss? And one thing that's important to know is that it looks like we have a caller now. So we'll be getting back to the detoxification. So we have Jacob from Texas on the phone. Hi, Jacob. What can we do for you? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on this afternoon. I was listening, and I actually don't have a question, but I just have a comment to really give some inspiration to the uh, people listening. You guys inspired me. I was listening, and uh, I am just getting ready to do a Tabata for myself. Oh, yeah, But... Absolutely. That, you know, I was introduced to, by, um, I used to do martial arts and, uh, we would do Tabatas and it would just be the best workout ever. And it's only four minutes. I mean, I've been on trips where I only had a moment to do a workout and I got a full day's workout in, in a minute, but on detoxification, you know, what you said was, was so important 
um, about detoxing your body because I've, I've since started to, uh, since I started uh, listening to the radio show, I'm now a diehard listener. I love it. It's fully uh, changed my life to implement uh, y'all's healthy recipes and to start changing my diet. Um, I've been able to make more money and been able to feel better, get better workouts, um, and just live an overall better quality of life just by changing my diet. Um, you know, I, I now, you know, don't eat uh, gluten anymore. I've, I've progressively changed my diet as I adjust to it. Um, when I work out, I'm, I'm fully energized, um, and, and I have a clear brain where I never even realized it, but before when I would eat gluten-filled foods and, and foods that were just, you know, like ice cream and, and just really bad foods, which I haven't had in seven months since I started listening to this show, um, I have a lot clearer of a mind, and with what I do, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, you, you need a, a, a clear mind to be able to uh, manage a business. And so it sounds you guys, like you oh, didn't even realize that you had a foggy mind until you made some changes. Is that what you're saying? No, I thought that was just what happened. I thought you're supposed to forget things. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're supposed I, I really, to feel tired. <laughs> well, and I Jacob, really no Jacob, idea. how old are you? I'm I'm 20, and okay, so I you're just, 20, and you were for you thought you're supposed to just forget things. Yeah, so I that's, pretty, that's pretty important to note that, you know, we often think, well, young people don't have any of these problems, you know, that they've got stellar health and everything is wonderful. And it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, you, you already did have some brain trouble from eating the gluten. Yes. And, you know, I've always been told by my, my dad, who's in the nutrition field as well, that you just have the, the greatest genetics. And, 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 and that's because he's very healthy. He said, you have great genetics, which... I just thought I would ride that out and say, oh, well, you know, I can eat, you know, ice cream, cheesecake, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever, gluten, and just ride out my genetics because what I eat really doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's, it matters a little bit. I shouldn't eat fried food, but other than that, I'm good. But I've totally noticed a difference uh, when I've taken personal responsibility for my body. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you may be saying, well, you know, the people talking, they just live this. It's just so easy for them. But if you actually make the change for yourself, you'll notice that you will not recognize how great your body feels. And I, I challenge you, if you're listening, to, you know, take them up on what they're saying and see if you don't feel good. And if you don't feel good, then continue to eat bad. But, um, and, and obviously it won't affect you. But if you, if you do want to feel better or at least give it a try, give it a shot for just a week and see how great you feel. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Jacob. We appreciate the call. Well, we, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. Well, Great. thank you so thank much. Thank you. Very inspirational. So we hope that all Absolutely. of our listeners feel inspired by that, especially by somebody who's 20 years old. Because, again, we often think that, you know, when you're an old person, you know, maybe 40 or 45 or 70, you know, those old people, they're going to start to get health problems. So we can see that it really doesn't matter how old you are, including if you're six months old. It's not going to be too early to start in with good nutritional habits and make a big big difference. And hopefully everybody also got that, that Jacob, by having a clearer mind and better focus, it allowed him to do better with his business and actually make more money. So we do really encourage people to not use this excuse of, 
you know, I really don't have enough money, so I can't eat well. That's Mm -hmm. really just not going to be an excuse. And we continue to come up with ways for you to eat well that really are not going to be costing any more money and hopefully that they end up saving you money in the end. And so we can move into this discussion about detoxification and stubborn fat loss and wondering what those two have to do with one another. And one of the first places to start here is really understanding that our environment, our air, our food, our water is not at all what it was 100 years ago or even 50 years ago. It's not even the same as what it was 20 years ago and even 10 years ago. There's dramatic, dramatic shifts in the environment that affect every single person, including children and pregnant women and newborn babies and men. It it doesn't matter who you are we're all affected by the environment. And one of the big things we're affected by is the toxins that are in the air, toxins that are in the water, toxins that are in the foods. And what happens, we breathe those in, we drink the water, we eat the food, and now the toxins are in our bodies. And we've got lots of great mechanisms to detoxify our bodies. Our bodies are very, very intelligent and smart, and they were built in order to get rid of toxins. And so we know that we have organs of elimination. We poop toxins out. We pee toxins out. We sweat them out. We breathe them out. And our lymph takes toxins out of our bodies. And and when we maximize those organs of elimination, that's going to help us and allow us to get rid of toxins the best that we can. And then we've got our big organ, the liver, the organ of detoxification. And our livers have varying abilities to take these toxins and turn them into other molecules and then eliminate them, eliminate them through the colon or eliminate them through the kidneys. And some of that is under some genetic control and a lot of that is under environmental control, meaning what you're actually eating and drinking, or if you're taking any sort of supplements, that's going to alter how your liver is able to, how efficient it is in detoxifying. And so a lot of people may think, you know, we don't need to go on any sort of detox program because our bodies naturally detoxify. And my answer to you is you are absolutely correct in that we have all these wonderful detoxification systems in our body. And that's going to be a topic of another radio show about how to maximize all of those, your lymph and your skin and your lungs. That's going to be a different topic for another day. But what we need to understand here is that with the amount of toxins now in the environment, we have overloaded our systems such that Even if we maximize our organs of elimination and we maximize what our liver can do, we still end up with too many toxins in our system. It's important to note that lots of toxins are fat-soluble. And so when they get into your body, they're going to be shuttled away out of your bloodstream and into fat, into fat cells. And they're going to be relatively safe when they're shuttled away from your organs and away from your bloodstream and put those into the fat cells. And so a a reasonable amount of toxins going into your fat cells is going to be pretty normal and regular for a large number of people. But say that you work in an environment that is loaded even more with toxins or say that you've got a liver that really is not working well. So one example would mean that you have fatty liver. That means a liver that's filled with too much fat. 
And that's super common nowadays. And it used to only happen in people that were older. And now we see that lots of kids that are under five years of age actually have fatty liver already. And so fatty liver would be one example that's going to hinder your liver's ability to get rid of toxins out of your body. And so if you're not getting rid of them, then they build up. And then your body says that's unsafe for the blood and unsafe for the organs. So we're going to shuttle it into the fat then the fat cells become just full of toxins. Okay, so then you're just going along day to day to day to day, and you've got these fat cells full of toxins, and then you decide, you know what, I'm tired of being overweight. I'm going to go on a diet, and it's time to lose weight. So you try to lose weight and cut back on food, or you choose one of these diet books you find in the bookstore online, and you don't lose weight. Or say maybe I lost 5 or 10 pounds and then I stagnate there, I plateau, I can't lose any more weight. It just won't come off. Well, a big reason for that is because your body is pretty intelligent and it wants to keep you alive. And if you release too much fat and those toxins in your body, your body says that's going to be very, very unhealthy. We're not going to actually allow you to open up those fat cells and to release the fat and the toxins into your body. And so your body holds on to that fat. And that's what people might think of is I have this stubborn fat that I just can't lose that that last 10 pounds or I, I just can't budge. I'm just staying on this plateau. That's what we're talking about, one instance of stubborn fat. And that could be that your body is really just too filled with toxins. And it's actually not going to be safe for you to let go of that fat. So we're here to talk about in this segment and in our last segment of the show is some simple ways for you to start doing some detoxification that don't get too complicated. They're not expensive and they're very, very safe for people. And the first one that we're going to talk about is actually something called intermittent fasting. And that would be where you get your body to not be digesting food 24 hours a day. So any of you out there thinking, I'm going to ask you, do do you ever feel hungry? So that's my first question out there to people. And say, do you ever have an empty stomach that's actually growling? And you say, and you you put your hand on your stomach and go, oh my God, I'm just, I'm really hungry. My stomach is growling. So you're not talking about hungry, like where you have low blood sugar and you're foggy thinking and you're jittery. Nope. Right now I'm just talking about, I'm asking people to ask yourself, do I ever feel hungry or do do I have to answer the question this way? I would say, I don't even remember feeling hungry. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever, ever, ever feel actually hungry. And so that's going to be the first question to ask yourself. If you ever, ever allow yourself to be hungry, to so ask yourself, when I wake up in the morning and open my eyes, am I really hungry and I just can't wait to eat? Or do I kind of feel like, Oh, the thought of food is really icky in the morning. And then you ask yourself, when I sit down for lunch, am I sitting down and going, oh my God, I am so hungry. 
I have been waiting to eat for kind of a long time. And same with dinner. Do you sit down to dinner and say, wow, I am really hungry. This is going to be such a great meal. Because, and I'm, I'm asking the group this because my experience in talking to groups of people and individuals is that I found a high percentage of people that say, you know what, I don't even remember the last time I was hungry. I, don't, I actually don't remember what that feels like. And so what that's going to tell you is that your stomach is, you, is not empty and you're digesting food almost all the time. And how that plays out is that your liver, your liver likes to have an empty stomach and no digestion going on for it to be its most effective way of detoxifying. And so we can think of it this way, as you're eating your, your lunch or eating some sort of snack and then your body is busy digesting, your liver is busy doing other things like making bile and of course it's going to do some detoxification, but it's not going to be super effective at detoxifying. So I think that you know what I'm heading towards here, that when we have an empty stomach, that's going to give our liver an excellent chance to do detoxification. So our first step here is to think, how can I just get myself to have an empty stomach every once in a while? So our very first step would be the second that you're hungry or or that you think you need to eat food, ask yourself, am I hungry? And if the answer, and I'm going to guess the answer is, oh, no, I'm not actually hungry. I just feel like I want to eat something. Okay, I'm going to ask you to just maybe try and say, how about if I just don't eat anything right now and I wait 10 minutes and then see what happens. And see if you can keep waiting until your stomach is actually empty and it starts to growl and you hear that noise. And you go, wow, oh my gosh, I'm actually hungry. So that would be your first step is to see if you can get yourself to be hungry. And it doesn't really matter what your schedule is or what time of the day. Just choose a time. It doesn't matter if it's when you get up in the morning, just decide maybe not to eat until you're actually hungry and your stomach is growling. Or it could be before lunch. It could be any, it doesn't really matter what time it is. But see, that would be your first step. And then your second step would be, to say, I'm going to see if I can actually go from 12 hours between the last time I eat at night, so that could be dinner or your bedtime snack, whatever the last time you eat is, until the first time you eat in the morning, and see if you can make that be 12 hours. And so I know that sounds easy, but let's go over some different scenarios. Say that the last time you ate was 11.30 p.m. because you really like to have a bedtime snack. Then don't see if you cannot eat until 11:30 the following day. Okay, so another scenario would be you finish dinner at 7 p.m. Then maybe you eat breakfast at 7 a.m. So that would be that could also be your first step if you wanted to start there, or you just start with getting yourself to get an empty stomach. Those would be two good steps to start in order to get your liver to do more effective and efficient detoxification for you. What would you suggest for somebody who's, who's trying the first scenario where you ask yourself if you're actually hungry and then if you say, no, I'm just having these symptoms, but um, I'll just wait. But what if their symptoms are that they feel like they have really low blood sugar and they can't focus and they're getting irritable and jittery and they can't even function? 
Yeah, that's such an amazing question because that's going to be a lot of the population will feel like that. And that's actually why they're eating all the time because they're not good fat burners. And instead, when the when the fuel starts to get low and the digestion starts to slow down and they're not having that immediate release of all of that blood sugar, then they start to get all those symptoms that you were talking about, like headache, they get irritable, they feel like they can't focus, sometimes a little bit shaky. And then they start to get cravings and it's going to be cravings usually for carbs. That's going to be sugar and candy. It's going to be popcorn, maybe bread, pretzels, those types of things. So when we come back from the break. Yes. When we come back, we'll figure out what we do if that's happening to you. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy, and I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie. Let's continue right into our discussion. Yes, and we were just talking before the break here about what happens when... Um, the reason you can't get to an empty stomach is because before the empty stomach happens, you basically your blood sugar is crashing. The headaches and the irritability, the shakiness, um, the inability to focus and concentrate. And those would be people that really need to start focusing on changing their diet. So this, this is the kind of thing that happens to people who are eating sugar. And remember about sugar could be that bowl of cereal with skim milk in the morning or low-fat yogurt with a piece of fruit. Those are, even though they seem like those are healthy foods, those are really translated into sugar in your body. And that's what contributes to people's blood sugar crashing. And then you get those symptoms. And that, that's why you never, ever really achieve this empty stomach. Because before you've gotten to that empty stomach and the stomach is actually growling, 
and then your liver has that chance to detoxify, you're, instead your blood sugar is crashing and you're feeling awful. And then you're reaching now for more carbs. And again, you might think that you're having a healthy snack, like some more yogurt or you're having a piece of fruit, but that just starts that cycle again. And then you crash again and again and again. And so for those people that that's happening for, you need to really start to move away from all those carbs and sugar and instead eat some better quality protein for you and increase your fats dramatically. So start having some coconut milk, coconut oil, pasture butter, having your uh, non-starchy vegetables, and then really good sources of protein. So that could be a protein shake, that could be eggs, that can be meats, fish, any of those kinds of foods. That's that's going to start to get your blood sugar more stabilized and not crashing down like that. And so that's a really good point that not everybody can start in with this intermittent fasting if you're crashing and burning because you're living on a diet of sugar. So the only people that really work well with the intermittent fasting are going to be people that have already moved the sugar out of their diets and they've stabilized their blood sugar. And we talk about blood sugar on the radio show with many, 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 many times. And so if you want more directions on how to do that, just go back and click on one of those old radio shows and you'll find all kinds of directions on how to get the blood sugar stable. So once you start to get your blood sugar stable, that's when you would institute this intermittent fasting with getting yourself to get hungry and having the stomach actually growl and you can you can hear it if you put your hand on your stomach you'll feel that how it vibrates like that inside and what that's doing is telling you that now your liver actually has a really really great opportunity to start to move those toxins out of your body so for people that have all those excess toxins that are shuttled away into your fat cells Now your body says, oh my gosh, you're giving me a chance to let go in a safe way to some of these toxins because for some of the toxins, because now we have the liver that's gearing up and getting ready that it can actually do its job to take those released toxins from the fat cells. It runs into the bloodstream through the liver. The toxins are biotransformed and then excreted out through either the colon or out through the kidneys. Then your body, it kind of breathes a sigh of relief and it goes, ah, finally you're giving me a way to get rid of these toxins. And so now I can actually get rid of some of this stubborn fat. So hopefully you're seeing this kind of in a, in a circle here of how one thing causes another thing. And if we can start to just unwind this kind of circus that's going on in your body, then you can start to let go of this stubborn fat. And so as we mentioned here, one of these first steps would be to give yourself 12 hours between your dinner or your late night snack and when you eat in the morning. And you're going to know if you're on the right track. If Here's how it would be good for you to wake up. You wake up and you just feel hungry. And what you don't feel is this icky, toxic feeling. Like if you wake up and you go, oh my God, the smell of food is just awful. If you're feeling that way, that's a sign that something wasn't really happening well in your detoxification Avast overnight. Virus database has so been it updated. could have been that 
you ate way too large of a meal the night before, or it could have been a meal that you ate that was full of some sort of uh, chemicals that are put in the foods or foods that you don't react to very well. You wake up and feel kind of toxic. And if you look in the mirror, maybe you look a little bit um, bloated or a little bit puffy. Those would be signs that your liver didn't get a chance to do its job because you didn't either leave enough time in between here or because you were eating foods that created quite a toxic reaction in your body. Now, it could also be that you're constipated and you're not actually eliminating those toxins that your liver worked so hard to start to get rid of. And now they're, they're biotransformed, but they're sitting in your colon and then they start to get reabsorbed into your bloodstream. That's going to actually give people a toxic feeling when they wake up in the morning. Another one would be as if you're not drinking enough water. And so remember, one of the ways to get rid of toxins is to pee. So if you're really not drinking water, then you're not using that method of detoxification and elimination. So we want to make sure that you are good at pooping and that you're drinking enough water to flush your kidneys to get rid of those toxins. So pooping and peeing are going to be especially beneficial for anybody that's interested in getting rid of fat because you're releasing toxins into your system. Every, every time you let go of fat, you're releasing toxins into your system. So I like to bring this up also because some people are doing some sort of programs where they're releasing quite a bit of fat. Um, 20 pounds of fat, 30 pounds of fat. Some people are losing 80 pounds of fat and 100 pounds of fat. This is a lot of toxins that's dumped into your body. And so it's really, really important that if you're on any sort of fat loss program that you're doing some sort of detoxification. And this intermittent fasting is going to be a built-in way of doing detox for your body. So this is something where nobody should have this reason or excuse that, well, I can't do detoxing because the program's too expensive or because I can't take supplements, I don't like taking pills, or because, well, it seems like it's a really dangerous thing to do. This is something that would be a normal, natural thing to do is let your body and allow itself to become hungry and let your stomach growl so that you have an empty stomach. That's like would be a normal, natural, physiologic response to just a, a regular human living being. And Ever so, since I've been doing this intermittent fasting, I've been doing it for a couple of months now. Yeah, and I think that Madeline has dropped out here, but we'll see if she can come back in just a few minutes. Or but, you can wake up and kind of feel like you Oh, go. Madeline? Madeline, oh, yeah. I'm just going to butt in here. You just um, were off for a little bit, so can you just repeat what you said and just be sure that your mic is plugged in? Yes. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah. we can hear okay. you. So I was just saying I've been doing intermittent fasting consistently for a, a few months now, and I used to always wake up feeling really toxic and just like foggy and gross. And I also used to eat dinner at a little bit of a late hour. Like I would always eat dinner around 9.30 or 10 because of my work schedule. And um, over time, I, I figured out that, first of all, I need to eat a little bit less food at that time for myself. But I also need to have my breakfast 12 hours later or longer. And I wake up feeling so amazing now. Like it is a breath of fresh air. Every time I wake up in the morning, I feel clean and awake and hungry and energized. And it's very life-changing. 
Well, and you used to be one of these people that you actually couldn't have an empty stomach because you'd get those low blood sugar symptoms. Isn't that right? Yeah. Like I used to actually be somebody that had to eat like every hour, like a tiny amount of food very frequently, or I would get so grumpy and so like, I just couldn't focus at all. So it took me a long time, like at least a year or more for me to be able to move into having three meals a day. Um, and, and then especially for me to be able to do something like 12 hours between dinner and breakfast. But now that I've gotten to that point, I, I feel so great on an empty stomach and I really can go as long as I need to without eating. And my only symptom is hunger. And that's like that stomach growling sensation. So like I could even just have my car break down when I'm on my way for dinner and not end up near food for another 12 hours. And I could actually survive that if that happened. Or say I get stuck at the airport for 16 hours. I bet I could survive and just have hunger and not have like a life-threatening detrimental sensation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that is interesting. And some of the points that you mentioned is that for you, it wasn't an overnight sensation. This took, took a while for you. And for some people, it happens quicker. Some people, it happens slower. So that's something where everybody has to work with your own body. It's kind of like coaxing yourself in, um, in, in order to get that good feeling when you have that empty stomach. And some of this coaxing, what's going on in your body is that when you have that empty stomach, you, you have, it's like a whole suitcase that everybody carries around on you. You have a whole suitcase full of fat and that's your fuel. So it's kind of like your gas tank. And what, doesn't it seem to make sense that we should be able to draw on that and actually burn that? Uh, kind of like your car, you think, well, you have a gas tank in your car and it's going to draw on that fuel in order for it to run. Well, that's the same in our bodies. We have that fat there for a reason so that if there's not food that's available, then we should be able to draw on those fat stores. And how that works is it just breaks down the fat and then it sends fuel into your bloodstream and it keeps it keeps your blood sugar up where it needs to be. And so this is what we're talking about in terms of stubborn fat loss and becoming an efficient and a good fat burner, that we want to be able to be an efficient fat burner for all hours of the day. We don't want to just only think, I'm going to go and do some exercise and that's going to be the one time in my 24 hours that I'm going to be burning fat. Instead, we want to go and think that when I lie down to go to sleep at night, I want to be actually drawing on my fat stores so that when I'm sleeping all night, my my fat stores are going to be burned and that's what's going to keep my blood sugar up. So that's one of the reasons a lot of people wake up at night because their bodies actually can't draw on that fat stores and their blood sugar drops in the middle of the night and then they secrete this big amount of cortisol as a stress response and that cortisol is going to provide a nice burst of blood sugar to keep somebody's blood sugar up. But unfortunately, that cortisol burst just woke somebody up. And so we can see that this blood sugar issue and inability to draw on fat stores is one of the reasons that people wake up every night. And it's often between 1 and 4 a.m. that this happens to people on a regular basis and then they're not getting the sleep. And so we want to continue to go back and think that I want to become an efficient fat burner all the time, even when I'm sitting at my desk at work. Even when I'm driving 
in the car, even when I'm sleeping, even when I'm sitting on the couch watching movies, I want to be able to burn fat all the time and not just think about put exercise in a compartment that that's the time that I burn fat. That we think, oh no, exercise is actually the time for you to tone your muscles, to maybe build some muscle and actually to shift your hormones to make your whole body run in a more efficient efficient manner. And we don't really care how many calories we're burning in exercise. We care about um, our ability to actually break down fat and provide fuel for our bodies when we don't have food available. Well, it looks like we're at the end of our show today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Body Balance Talk. If you have questions or comments that come up midweek or if you're listening to the replay, email us at info at mybodybalancenutrition.com and we'll certainly answer your questions on the next show. My name is Lucy, and this was Madeline and Jeannie. That's our show. Bye, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead.